0: It's showtime. It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. Once again, it's been a while. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not out of the woods. I'm still very seriously considering calling it a day as far as the Kenny Ho Show is concerned. And I feel like I had to be very specific with that. Because uh, with my history, uh, if I just said calling it a day, you're like, oh my goodness, it's, it's finally time. This guy went on Amazon and got the rope. Oh, no, that? I don't know. I feel like there's an easier way now. Uh, like, I'm assuming the rope thing, when you're up there, it's got to be unpleasant. It's got to be rough, or at least, I don't know. I feel like in movies, they make it seem like you're you're out like that, right? Like, 10 seconds, you're done. I got to feel like I'm up there on that rope. It's got to be like two, three minutes, and it's agonizing, yeah, no, nah, I'm too cowardly to go through that. I would just go outside without a mask and, like, hang out in groups of strangers. I don't have friends. I don't have enough friends to form a group. My killing myself, all of a sudden just became very tantalizing. But I digress. I'm gonna cut to the chase. I actually, this is the second time I'm recording episode 304, or what I believe is 304. It's been a while. I don't remember exactly what episode I'm on. The first time I did 304, it was good. I enjoyed myself. Uh, Felt like, you know what? I I need to do Kenny Ho's show. I need this show to be a thing. And I got a little carried away. It ran 40 minutes. Meaning I would have had to sit back, not really relax. Uh, It's not a relaxing thing, uh, editing a show. I actually have to pay attention to each and every word I say to make sure I didn't say the wrong word or it, it sounded crisp and clean. The 40 minutes is fine. Recording for 40 minutes, what the hell am I really doing with my life, right? But it's that, that intent intense intent in trying to edit together a clean show that, honestly, on 40 minutes, the amount of times I play it back and make sure it's all good, it would have been an extra couple hours at least. And I am right now very seriously contemplating whether or not this is necessary in my life. Does this bring, well, does it bring joy to others? And secondly, am I good enough of a person To care if I bring joy to others? I know for a fact I used to. I used to uh, perform and uh, tell jokes and whatever because I wanted to make people laugh. But regardless of how all that shakes out, at the end of the day, I'm not, you know, as dedicated and as focused as I once was about this show. And maybe I'll get back there. Maybe I won't. But certainly the thing, even... In my most upbeat, chipper, Kenny Ho show is the way. This is what I do. This is what I want to do. Even during those days, the editing process was always a pain in the ass. And it's my least favorite thing to do. And I know there's solutions around it, uh, like hiring somebody. But uh, did I mention I don't have a job anymore? I'm telling you, if not for my sugar daddy, Justin Trudeau, I'd be out on the streets right now. And my actual daddy. My actual daddy's uh, also here being like, all right, don't worry about the rent, you fat, useless piece of shite. Anyway, I'm getting getting my mother and my father mixed up. My dad's cool. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. You can live here for as long as you need to, which I'm assuming at this point is forever. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's my mother who's like, you useless, fat piece of shite. Couldn't you be more like your brothers, you know, loved by me? Oh, which reminds me. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard this ad on uh, YouTube. I have recently, and it's uh, of pink. I don't know what they're promoting, maybe a new album or something, but it's... I don't know who wrote this. Maybe she's like, this is this is what I want in it. Uh, if she did, she's a damn fool. All right, because the commercial goes something along the lines of, you know, I've always wanted... To be a, a singer, but I've always dreamt about being a mother. I'm like, one of these things doesn't add up. None of this makes any sense. Only one of those things requires the dream. Anyone could be a mother. You could literally be, now pardon my French, you could be mentally retadded and be a mother. You go to one of these, you know, school for the special people and meet yourself, uh, you know, a special boy and, uh, you know, he'll, you know, give you the old uh, special boner up your, uh, you know, uh, birth canal there. And, uh, you know, the rest is uh, science, nature, even though your kid would be an abomination and a freak of nature. But regardless, even a special girl could be a mother. You just have to show up. You just have to make it to a certain age. And it's not like even 20. You could make it into your teens and you're safe. You don't even have to live a good long life. You could just hang on for a little over a dozen years. And of course you have to meet that special boy or a real twisted, you know, regular boy. He wouldn't be so regular, I guess. Hey, if you if you're hooking up with a girl with like down syndrome, you are and you don't have down syndrome yourself, you're twisted, man. You're you're probably real gross. You're probably part of incel. Although I feel like part of the reason why incel is incel is their standards are so high. It's like, well, I'm a fat, smelly, uh, job of the hut looking son of a bitch. Why won't Megan Fox return my messages? So they ain't aiming for these ones. I'm telling you, anyone can have a child, Pink. Even old Kenny could have a child. I may be homely, I may be unlovable, but. I was handsome once, and I did have people who were interested in me. But here's the thing. Those same people, they could all be described in the same way. Yeah, you may be interested in me, but I can't see anyone who isn't completely decrepit, disgusting, and probably have Down syndrome that would reciprocate. My goodness. All these women that are into me were either fat and old or fat and black. So I actually take it back, now that I think of it, uh, these women that are into me, other than the fat black ones, uh, these old fat chicks, they're probably past the point where they could uh, have a child, you know? Uh, They were at the point in their lives where they would, at the very best, give birth to dust. Yeah, so it's crazy, Pink. I mean, I've dreamt of being a mother. Listen... This is some crazy talk. This is definitely either... Your bad writing... Or you hired some incompetent SOB. Alright? Because this is just rubbish. The being a famous singer part... Is the dream. Lots of people have that dream. I've had that dream. And believe me... Speaking from experience... No matter how hard you work... Now, granted, I didn't try to be a singer, just only dreamt about it. But I did pursue acting in a big, bad way, even radio in a uh, lesser, but still kind of in a, you know, full effort type of way. I endured theater school. Holy shit, sometimes, like especially with all this downtime, I've been looking back And I was like, why the hell did I put up with that? Why did I take that? Why didn't I slap that dirty-ass bitch over her head? But I endured... ...all in the hopes that someday... ...I would be in a movie with Hilary Duff. And when I wasn't on set, when I wasn't required, or at least near the cameras... ...when it wasn't my turn to film a scene, I was in my trailer... I'd be spending some quality time with Kristen Crook, my baby girl. But here I am, years and years later, never having filmed the damn scene, never having been in a trailer, let alone, you know, have it belong to me for the duration of the shoot. Hell. I know for a fact Hillary Duff doesn't know that I exist, and despite me tweeting at her a few times, writing her a few times, I'm almost certain Kristen Crook doesn't even know I exist either. Let alone want to spend quality time with old Kenny. I'm neither an actor, and worst of all, nor am I a mother. Alright, I digress. This thing's starting to run long. All right, let's get to it. The reason why I was like, oh, I have to do an episode. And I have to get one out in the next few days. Because May is running out. And I need to get one out during May. Why? Because it turns out May is Asian Heritage Month. Right? Who knew? The only reason I know this is because last year... I don't know if they invented it last year or what, but it was the first time I heard about it last year, and then I randomly heard it on the news like a couple of weeks ago. But I remember distinctly last year, Trudeau coming out and being like, Oh boy, I know we, um, I mean they, those evil white cis men... I've been mistreating our beloved Asian friends. That's why we're celebrating you, my mellow yellows. Tell your relatives in China to please invest in Canada. Because even though I don't agree with their politics, I love their money. Oh, it spends just the same. Human rights are not that. Money spends just the same. And it moved me into a bigger house. Oh, damn. I made Krusty's mistake all these years later. But I figured, let's, uh, let's get an episode in, you know. The Kenny Ho Show is now more Asian than it's ever been. And even though I definitely do not represent Asian in entertainment i had to hesitate i'm like am i really in entertainment i certainly get paid the least i certainly don't get paid like people some people do in entertainment which is to say i'm definitely in the red as far as the kenny ho show is concerned uh yearly subscriptions to this service that service Uh, a few i'm a few microphones in now yeah definitely i guess i can't say i'm in entertainment But what the hell, I'll still do an episode during Asian Heritage Month to feel like I did something important. Even though I... We all know there is no importance to this show whatsoever. But I will uh, start off uh, by shouting out uh, someone who identifies himself as Asian. Uh, He's certainly Hapa, half Asian, and... uh, is more than welcome to consider himself Asian. He's a cool dude, a good guy, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Jeff Vita of the uh, Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast is a good dude, a cool guy, who's uh, looked out for me and my show over the years, um, and he's doing great things. He's doing the opposite of me. He himself is the opposite of me. He is beloved by many, has himself a wife who loves him and not his money. And uh, has, a, has kids with her and has a family. And uh, he seems to have many friends uh, within the podcast world and beyond. And his podcast is definitely the opposite of The Kenny Ho Show. Whereas The Kenny Ho Show, I mean, I guess technically is a podcast it technically exists but uh it's rated so low there is no metric on the planet earth that uh can properly record and track its quote-unquote progress uh whereas uh, recently why i'm shouting out jeff Vita is recently he was informed that his podcast is part of the top two percentile of all listened to podcasts on this planet. I guess I'm excluded from this list. There's over two million podcasts that are listened to on this planet, and he's t- part of the top two percentile. I don't know the metrics. I don't know the numbers. But if you go by, because I know, tell him Steve Dave was doing hundred thousand plus uh, a couple years ago. I imagine the numbers similar. And I haven't been told that that's part of the top two percentile. So let's say the top two percentile is 500,000 plus. That is actually like baffling. That is mind boggling. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'll never touch those numbers. There is no way in hell I'm going to touch those numbers. I'm not even going to get to the point where whoever's like keeping track of this stuff Uh, Starts adding me to the list. It's like 2,700,000, and we could say and one, but you just missed it by... Holy crap, you missed it by a lot, Kenny. You're in, well, if the tree falls in the forest territory. You ever heard that one? I'm like, son of a bitch, I created that one. Don't use my own jokes against me. But yeah, once again, congrats to my buddy Jeff Vita. Good for him. Like He deserves it. He's a good positive dude. Uh and he hustles, man. He early on he he went out there and shouted people out, made connections, and then uh now he doesn't need any of those people anymore. <laughs> and he's still cool. He still like keeps it real and like you know has time for for people, even though he don't need them. He's moved on. Now he's like the it guy. Everybody who's doing a martial arts project needs to go through him. To get word of their project out there, right? But I see him. He still like chats with everybody that writes him. He deserves all the success. He's willing to do... I mean, part of his success is he's willing to do the stuff I'm not willing to do. And that is deal with people. It is no secret that I am incredibly racist against the human race. Sure, I got a lot of black jokes and native jokes and Mexican jokes and Middle Eastern jokes. You ever they ever tell you the the joke about how there's no cool Arabs? I took that from someone else who was a real racist. I'm like, ah, ah If I tell this, it might be funny cuz I don't know. I'm known for joking, but you you coming from you, I, I I'm very uncomfortable being here right now. What? Is that a tiki torch in your backpack? But at the end of the day, my hatred goes beyond any one race. My hatred belongs to the entire human race. Screw you, homo sapiens. But it did get me thinking. I'm like, wow, like, it happened for him. Happened for someone that I actually know. Is it possible it could happen for me? And the answer, like, quickly, my mind was, hell no! No way in hell. Because here's the thing. This man does a show where he celebrates something that most people love. And that's martial arts and martial arts movies. And he celebrates these people. He hypes these people uh, that are part of these projects. And uh, that's why he's successful. Because he's positive. He talks to the who's who of martial arts. Something everybody loves. Whereas I... I just talk shit, yeah? There's no way I'm ever going to see 500,000 unless, like, I say something real wild and it goes viral for all the wrong reasons. Like, they have, like, professional, uh, like, hackers and stuff, like, breaking it down, seeing if they can find me. They're like, well, I can hear a train in the background here at Minute... 204 and he talks about living in Toronto. He's here! I'm like, well, I mean, you're a horrible friggin' hacker. Couldn't you just... There's gotta be easier ways to find me than, like, going through all that detective work. The only way I will ever make it to, like, a half million listens is if there's a worldwide manhunt for me. That's what I'm saying. But, in the spirit of Asian Heritage Month, I mean, first of all, I should probably explain what Asian Heritage Month uh, is for everybody because this was a new thing or potentially a new thing. I I didn't find out about it until last year, so I'm assuming most people are in the dark about it like I was. But in the interest of keeping this show under 40 fracking minutes, I'm going to get right to it. I'm going to give you the Coles Note version of what Asian Heritage Month is. Asian Heritage Month is much like Black History Month. Except nobody gives a shit about it, right? on, Let's call a spade a spade. Listen, I was learning slave songs when I was six years old. That's how serious these people treat Black History Month. What the hell am I going to do with slave songs? Why are you teaching me this shit? I hope, and you should hope as my teacher, that I never get into a situation where a slave song is useful to me. You better hope and pray that I'm not so dumb because of your poor teaching skills and my lack of education that I end up in a position where I'm somebody's slave, especially in like 2020, right? If I got to start singing songs with secret codes on how to get out of that situation that Horrible, horrible, you don't wish it upon your worst enemies type of situation and try to make it catchy and shit, I guess, for entertainment value. You have not done your job, lady. Lesson number one should be, yes, they did this to the black people. Lesson number two needs to be, make sure it doesn't happen to you. If a bunch of people show up Promising you a better life, if you hop on that boat, you say no. Or, if you want to be hood about it, you get on that boat, but then within the first 15 minutes, you let the captain know, hey, 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 listen to me, listen to me. I am the captain now. You're now my bitch. And we're not taking ivory from these elephants. We befriend the elephants. You scary white man. And then you go on and build a tropical paradise for you and all your elephant friends. The end. What a great story. That's what I should have been learning in school. Or at least some real talk about Asian stuff, you know? The only time they ever brought up Asian stuff was, oh, yeah, those you, you uh, slanty eyes. I mean, you uh, yellow uh, pieces of shit. Uh, give away free money, right? In those uh, lucky envelopes. Yeah. And they would come up to me like, hey, fat Chai. Yeah. I'm like, I'm six years old, you stupid broad. I ain't giving you money. I don't even have any money. The two fairies a lie. Or a racist that passes on little Asian boys and little Asian, maybe not Asian girls, because he's also a pervert. He's also like, this Asian girl probably got to grow up to be fine as F, you know? I'm probably going to see her giving me a lap dance in a couple years. That's when I'm going to invest in her now. You love money, little girl. Here you are. Here's some money for your tooth. That's right. I exchanged money for a service someday. You'll put your ass in my face and I'll give you a 20. Right up your derriere! Alright, let's do this. Let's celebrate some Asian people in the world. I don't know any Asian people in the world. My brothers are both good dudes and probably deserve some celebrating, but they also probably want to be distanced from the Kenny Ho show. They certainly like their distance from Kenny Ho, so I'm going to put two and two together, and not say anything about them. Instead, I will talk about people in enter- Asian people in entertainment that need some celebrating, like the people in The Eternals. Wow, what a magical and beautiful, wow, I can't even uh, uh, deceive you like that, because unlike a dirty, swindling Asian type, I think I still have a soul. That movie looks like complete crap, right? Like, yeah, yeah, let's throw Angelina Jolie in there. Let's throw Selma Hayek in there. This thing is going to sell itself. I'm like, listen, foo, this ain't 1999 where that would be true. You put those chicks in the same movie, especially if you got them to be pretty close to naked or, you know, full on nude, which I guess they can't do in a Marvel movie. But in any other movie, if they did that, I'm like, I'm there. I don't give a shit if I'm 12. I will find a way to get into that movie. But now it's like... Why? They've done those nudie scenes before. I can just watch those movies of when they were... Like, fresh and, you know, fit and stuff. And I don't have to sit there the whole time wondering... How CG'd is she really? Like, is that even her body? Is that even her face? Did they use that Michael Douglas uh, de-aging thing on her? I mean, I guess this is worth 15 bucks and risking my life coming to this movie and having these questions. This is kind of entertaining. I take it back, Marvel. Your Eternals is great, but for all the wrong reasons. But all kidding aside, it looks like shit. If it did not say Marvel on it, I wouldn't have even given it a look. And of course, they put a bunch of Asian people in this one. They're like, it's your time to shine, guys. You got next. Here you are. I'm like, you you screwed us again. Sure, have some Asian people in your shit Marvel movie. You know, the ones without the Robert Downey's and the Chris Hemsworths and the Lizzie Olsens. Yeah, just go try to shine in this turd of a movie. You too, Shang-Chi. You know, that's not even Chinese. One of us wrote it. One of us super white guys that just tried to capitalize. Who watched Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, and was like, that's so cool. But we're going to make it more authentic to the Chinese people than David Carradine. Literally anything would have been more authentic to the Chinese people than David Carradine. So let me just make up this word shang shi and unlike iron fist the guy will actually be chinese i'm such a brilliant trailblazer and then he turns his chinese wife and he's like meiling make me some dim sum or i'll slap your bitch ass back to china i don't know what it is but i feel like there's trying too hard when you go and use the the property of shang Shi. you're trying real hard to be woke and kiss the ass of the all-powerful China, right? Calm down, calm down. Let this be more organic. Find a different... Write a new character. I don't understand why they have to... Nobody's ever read these books. It is the same as coming up with a new character... Oh, we don't have any uh, source material drawn. That's okay, because even if you did, nobody knows that it exists. You could be making it up, and we couldn't tell the difference, so make it up. Don't try so hard. And don't piss in my ear and tell me it's raining. Don't hire... I'm pretty sure this is the movie where they hired the half-Asian and white director. And they're like, we found our Asian director. I'm like, the guy's last name is literally a white man name. I'm not... I wouldn't be surprised if his last name was Whitman. I am like, this guy hasn't been Asian since 1995. Probably the year he was born. The only parent he treats as a parent is his white daddy who defiled Mei Ling. The only time he talks to his mom is when he's like, Listen, bitch, you better get me some of that delicious dim sum or I will send your bitch ass back to China. They could have literally hired me. I am full on Asian... I don't care if I don't know anything about directing. I would have gone up to this Simu Lu guy and be like, okay, so how did you do it on Kim's Convenience? And he's like, oh, so we do this and this and this. I'm like, great. You're doing exactly that. They like funny in Marvel, right? So you're doing Kim's Convenience. That's a successful Canadian comedy. You're doing the exact same shit, all right? And, hey... Fighting, right? This is about fighting and action and stuff. Let me uh, call up my buddy Jeff Vita. Hey, Jeff, you know all those Asian uh, fight directors you've talked to? Send a couple up here. Bada bing, bada boom. It's got to be better than what this so-called Asian guy can come up with, all right? This world disgusts me. It's all a lie. It's all a sham. Stop trying to be so woke. Just don't cast white people in absolutely everything just have a little bit of diversity here and there. I don't want no projects where it's all black people. I don't want projects where it's all Asian people. I don't want projects where it's all Latinos and Latinas. Well, I mean, if it's all like hot Latina girls, just like in wet t-shirt contests from minute one of the movie to minute, oh, I don't know. I could probably go for 300 minutes of that. That's cool. But outside of that, Outside of objectifying hot chicks, I don't want to see these woke films. I just want to see less white is right. But I also don't want to see the... Let's face it. There's some fine-ass hot white girls out there. I want to see them on TV too. So stop with this nonsense. Stop trying to be so woke. And stop teaching kids slave songs. Teach them some K-pop. Some Red Velvet. Psycho, goodness gracious, I could have been a pop star if they just took my curriculum. Today, 9 o'clock, dance lessons, what up? Lesson number two, 10 o'clock. If you're so lucky enough that uh, you were been born with good genetics and someday you make it to the big stage as a part of a Korean pop group, you will be objectified from 10 to 11 today. We're teaching you how to have a thick skin, teacher of the year. All right, that's it. That's episode 304 of The Kenny Ho Show. It's slightly less than 40 minutes, and I'm going to go loose and goose with this one. Not tons of edits. If I have some words slip here and there, and if there's sirens in the back, oh, well, I live in the hood. You know how hard it is to record around sirens? I imagine it's what privileged white people do with, like, the chirping of birds outside of their window in their perfect white picket fence houses and their Lizzie Olsen wives and their awesome neighbor, Agnes. The end. All right, that's it. That's a wrap on The Kenny Ho Show, episode 304. You know, the one that's celebrating Asian Heritage Month. I am one of like one person who is celebrating Asian Heritage Month. And even then, did I really celebrate Asian people? I was like, Jeff Vita, who's a HAPA, is doing really well. Marvel is screwing us. The end. Toodles. Toodles.